You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 301. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, it is Marisa here with a 301st episode. Today, I want to talk to you about a topic that's come up in multiple ways over the last couple of weeks and that feels very personal to me. And that is the title of this podcast. I just want to feel like an artist again. And so I have a couple of suggestions for you. We'll get to that in a moment, but I also want to chat with you, okay? So tune in, grab a favorite beverage, comfy chair, grab your art supplies. You know, I love it if you're making art while you're listening That really serves the purpose of this podcast is that you're staying connected to your creativity. Take me for a walk with you, a drive, and let's do this. So I want to open first and say a very big thank you to Molly Ovenden. She took the time to share a review with us over on iTunes and in celebration of our 300th episode. And I just wanted to share it with you. Molly says, always encouraging and practical. I've been learning from Marisa for about two years. Episode 297 was so fun to listen to her releasing her new painting collection. And with her urging us to follow suit and get out to play and explore in the community, to learn, to pay attention to our artist self, to get out and make connections. I celebrated how far I've come in my confidence as a creative because of Marisa's consistent and wise example and influence. I'm so grateful to be a member of the Expansive Artists and I encourage any creative person who wants a lovingly firm challenge from a woman artist who's faithfully done the work for years Get alongside Marisa any way you can. Thank you so much, Molly. Thank you. This review means the world to me on many levels. I'm honored, A, to have you as a member of our expansive artist community. I appreciate and I mean, I, you know, I don't, I use the word honored a lot. I just said it. To have someone trust you as a mentor is something I don't take lightly, especially as someone who was so resistant to trusting mentors myself for so long. I think it's a really big deal. So thank you. For you listening to the podcast, thank you. It's, again, I don't ever come on here and think, 
or take for granted the fact that someone is taking time out of their day to maybe put me in their ear for a period of time and actually take what I share to heart and implement it. It's, you know, I know we all technically have a mouthpiece today and and that's certainly a conversation worth having. Like, are we all using it as thoughtfully as we could? It's always my intention to use it thoughtfully. And on this 300th episode, I've also been thinking about, is it really worth it for me to, I wouldn't say continue with the podcast because I've told you many times before, I love podcasting. I was podcasting before anyone knew what it was. That's how much I love it. It actually was through the practice of podcasting that I realized I have something to teach. I have something to share. I want to help people. And this is a tool that I can use to to do just that. It, It was a door opening for me in 2006 that I didn't see coming. And it was the best the best thing to happen that I stumbled upon this process or practice of sharing my voice in this way. It certainly led me to doing live videos when that was just getting started. It brought me back to teaching, mentoring, now coaching artists in business. And I am forever thankful to the community that this medium has connected me to. And I share this with you because I'm not really sure if it makes a difference for you. I do hear from our expansive artist members that that you really enjoy it. And it goes along with, you know, it it what what is the word I'm looking for here? It's a nice, it goes well in tandem with what we teach in the expansive artist. Sometimes I can take a question or a topic and go a little bit deeper on the explanation, the inspiration, a story attached to it here on the podcast. Whereas in the expansive artist, I want to, you know, get to the teaching quick and and make sure that we're being, you know, the most effective with the time that we have together there. This just allows me another avenue to share and also share with you who may consider working with me in any capacity and or a a listener who is just getting started with all of this and is really appreciative for the opportunity to learn for free, basically through a podcast. With that said, it's a lot of of time goes into this. It's something I do for free. It's, you know, something like I said that I am passionate about. And so I'm not suggesting that I wouldn't continue, but I am asking you if it's really worth it to you. Because if I don't hear from you or I don't get reviews or you know, get feedback that this is making a difference for you, then I might have a blind spot in thinking that I'm making a difference when maybe I'm not. Maybe this is a passion for me and it isn't making a difference for you. Um, Maybe there are other podcasts that you prefer listening to or, you know, know more about or any number of reasons 
And I'm certainly not walking away because I think now there's a million podcasts on creative living and the artist life, because why would I ever share ever? There will always be that, right? But I am being very thoughtful about where I put my energy, my time. I always am, but now more than ever. I'm recording this shortly before a big birthday. It's the 50th birthday. And I did grow up in a time where women would definitely, um, you know, bend <laughs> bend the rules on their age. Basically, when I grew up, women didn't want to acknowledge their age. I think we're much better about that. And we've moved past that. And I certainly appreciate women who share their age because I get so inspired by women out ahead of me. I hope I am the same for you. But it does feel like this very large number that is landing in my life. And should I have the good fortune and good health to live another 30, 20, 40, I don't know, 50, I'm not sure I want to live that long. But if I'm in good health, I would love to be here as long as I can be. I would love to be making art for all of that time. And I feel that I've had an experimental time the first 50 years of my life. Granted, I would say, you know, until you're about 40, I don't know. No, I I had a sense of what was going on pretty early in my 20s, but there's so much that you realize that you just don't know. And I do feel like at this stage of life, there's so many areas that I've experimented with that now I have this burst of clarity about what really works for me. I also know me better. I am less likely to take in information from the outside world to determine who I am and determine it solely from who I am. And I've always been independent and marched to the beat of my own drum for sure from my early 20s, teens and on. However, this is a, a different level of that. And I really want to have as much life as I can with this insight. Does that make sense? And so even though I know that from February 3rd to February 4th, it's literally the sun going down and the sun coming up, I also recognize that society treats these numbers with a certain definition and we're breaking what that is all the time. It, I don't even know what it means really, but I've also grown up in a time where 50 is suddenly maybe less relevant than when you're in your 20s and your 30s. And I've also been a 20-something who wasn't interested in what 50-somethings had to say when I was in my 20s. I get it, but I just don't feel anything remotely like what I thought 50s were when I was in my 20s. And I don't, I don't think 50 is remotely like what it was 30 years ago first and foremost. So it's being reinvented all the time. It helps living in Los Angeles, to be honest. This is where you don't really know what anybody's age is. And we're not talking about solely plastic surgery. I'm talking about people's youthful energy being connected to what they love and aliveness. And as crazy as this city is, that's what continues to draw me to staying here 
I just came from a coffee shop this afternoon and I just love that I sit down and someone's talking about their screenplay next to me. And it's not a joke, right? They're handing it over. It's not a pipe dream. They're handing it over to a development executive to review it and read it. And they're having a thoughtful conversation about what it's like to be a creative. I mean, this is two minutes of being at a coffee shop. And I don't feel that you get that everywhere in the world. And I I love it. It's why I love being a creative. It's what brings me alive. I'm so fascinated by it. And you know, you know the story. I also love movies and entertainment as well. But all of that to say that at this marker, at the 300th episode, which just happened to be recently, a couple of weeks ago, and the awareness that I want to make sure that what I am choosing to contribute really has an impact. And so I'm really asking you, if you can DM me or if you can take a moment to leave a review like Molly did, uh, so kind of her, thank you to everyone who has left reviews over the years. It's, I say it, it's truly the best gift that you can give a podcaster and it helps them to know that what they're sharing is making a difference. And so if you're able to leave a review, if you send me a DM on Instagram, if you want to send me a personal note, let me know if you would like me to continue with the Creative Thursday podcast. I do see that we're growing and we have grown over all of these years. And I had envisioned that we would reach wider than we have. And I know a lot of that also has to do with the fact of me connecting more and collaborating and putting myself out there on podcasts and also having more guests, which I have promised, but due to time and energy involved with creating a show that is mostly my perspective you know, it's still coming. It's still something that I want to do. The energy has had to flow other areas of the business first. And so I have vision for the podcast. I have passion for the podcast, but I can't do it without knowing that it's making a difference beyond the occasional, you know, I really enjoyed this episode. It's a lot, again, for the business to continue. I need to know, I need to know that it makes sense for the business to continue with it is basically what I'm saying. And let this be an example to you as well in that you want to be doing the same thing with your business. You want to, (laughs) I don't know if you can hear that. I always laugh. If I record these in the afternoon, it's just ridiculous. (laughs) The traffic that goes on in my neighborhood behind me. Um, Forgive the distraction, but you want to be taking these moments to evaluate what works for you and your business. And If you're saying to me, well, Marisa, I tuned into this episode because you titled it, you know, I really just want to feel like an artist again. This is, this is tied into that. Everything that I choose to put my energy towards is taking me away from my art. 
And there was a stretch of time that that was more okay with me because I was reaching a level of burnout when it came to creating to the degree that I was creating specifically around the business. We all have to learn what I call, if you work with me, you know, I don't refer to it as balance. I find it harmony because there's not really any such thing as balance. We don't have any and all areas of our life equally prioritized. That's always been what my definition of balance is. If yours is different, then then balance may make sense for you. But for me, linguistically, the word harmony makes a lot more sense. Am I feeling in harmony most of the time? Or am I feeling a lot of disharmony? And if so, then why is that? So coming back to checking in with yourself and your business, this is the time where I I succeeded in building what I consider to be a second business. I have dedicated myself for countless hours of learning and growing over the last three years. You know how people put how many hours they've trained to be a clinician or um a therapist, or I don't know, you know, certain industries you put that. I'd really like to add up all the hours I've put into being an artist and all the hours that I've put into education around growing an online business and marketing. And it's, it's countless. I would probably be shocked to see how many hours and that's not a complaint or a whining or anything. I am so grateful for that. And we're at a new season within that stage of building the mentoring education side of my business. We are at a season of implementing what we've learned. We are at a season of growing in skill sets in other areas now. And we are at a season of coming back to my art business with much more intentional focus. And I've mentioned that before, but it's finally come to a time and place where that feels really doable for me. And I've shared with you that a lot of that has to do with getting consistent support and beginning to have a business where as we, and we're still growing in this area, put systems and processes into place that I will have a confidence level of knowing that I can bring in additional support as we continue to grow, that everything isn't just in my head anymore. I can get help. I'm also better at asking for help. And all of that has been a simultaneously, it's been... I've been growing in the same way while I've been investing in my education and growing in my knowledge of Facebook advertising, perhaps, and online business and copywriting and education in general. And it's just astonishing to me how much goes into the work that we do. I always want to acknowledge you for that. Also, when you're doing this work, take a minute to take stock of what may now come easy to you and recognize what it took for you to get there. And remember also, if you're new to this, to please be patient 
and give yourself grace because there are a lot of moving parts. And you see that whenever you're on a call with people who are brand new and you're a little bit further ahead and you see them like, oh my goodness, I'm a deer in the headlights. What are you talking about? What are you talking with connecting the email with the automated workflow? Uh, put the link in the bio with the Instagram and the and all the things. It's just make sure that that blends with all of your various websites and all the places. Yes. And that's just, you know, that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface, but you know what I mean if you're doing this work. So a moment to acknowledge you, a moment to acknowledge me, and it's a new season. I happen to be turning 50 at this very moment, but this season would be happening regardless. And I worked, I did work really hard to get here. I would also like to take all the knowledge that I've gained over being an entrepreneur for well over 20 years now and do everything from a place of wisdom because I earned that. And that means that these assessments have a different kind of weight to them than they did in the past because they are coupled with data. <laughs> I'm a spreadsheet girl, did I mention? And I'm a planner now. And I have a team member, a full-time team member. And these are all areas I needed to grow in and that in many ways I didn't even realize I needed to grow in. And I'm learning to have systems inside of my business. and. If I could go back in time, I would have started it from the beginning, but there was no one in my sphere that could teach me that. And I didn't know that that was even something I needed to be taught. And so we just will leave it there. It is what it is. But my resiliency and my ability to create what I have without all of that, that makes me take pause and appreciate even more what I've been able to accomplish as pretty much a solo business owner all these years. And I recognize that that skill set uh, put to a certain kind of focus, put into use effectively and efficiently has really just also barely scratched the surface of what they're capable of. And so I'm running everything through a very specific assessment of if this is taking me away from making art and fill in the blank other priorities in my life and business, then it needs to make sense for the business and make sense for where my passion lies and what it is that I want to accomplish. Now, all of that to say, I do love the podcast. It's also a possibility that I potentially come back in seasons or potentially slow down the amount of episodes that I produce. I've been sharing a new one with you almost every single Thursday for the last four years. And those are the specifics that I'm looking at. So if you have thoughts on that, and or another option is, are you, if you love it, are you also open to purchasing a subscription for more podcasts where we may release one a month here for free and I release more 
that are put together in a playlist for you that we can organize them so you can really treat them like your own education library for a very affordable subscription where you could be listening that way. And that could be another option. There are podcasters I know who have private communities now where they publicly do some and then they have a private community. And the truth is you can get even more real in those conversations when people are invested in you and you know they're there because they love your podcast, not just because they may have stumbled upon you, they don't know you yet, but you have a shorthand with that community of people. Because I know you who love the podcast and listen regularly, you're my people. (laughs) This is when I know that you find me and work with me because of the podcast, we already have a shorthand. You know that, right? We have a shorthand because me talking to you here, recording this, even though it's gone to thousands and thousands of people, I don't know exactly. Was it well over, are we over 60,000, 70,000 downloads? It's still feels like I'm just chatting with you and I may meet you. I may know you. I may never get to meet you in person and you are a friend to me. And this is how I would have a conversation with you. We were at a coffee shop together. I'd probably be a little bit more real if we were having wine together, (laughs) probably. And that's where if we did a subscription podcast, I'm not saying I'd podcast with wine. I'm saying that it would probably be even a little bit more transparent. I'm certainly conscious of the fact that you may just be meeting me for the first time here. And I want you to have the opportunity to get to know me and then we can take that conversation further in a variety of ways. And maybe this is one of those options. So. If you would be so kind as to let me know through a message, through a review, through both, just let me know what you're thinking. Does this make sense for you? And the last option around that is we have also talked about organizing some playlists that you can have access to or purchase where we would put topics together. Because I also realize that now that we have so many episodes and there's a, a quite a variety that are favorites and I don't even think you can access them anymore on iTunes. I feel like it only goes to a certain number and then those are seemingly archived, but we'll look into it that we could put together a playlist for you, which is nice. If we put together a playlist for you on our platform, you can have access to a transcript. You can have close uh, captioning. Well, if you're, if you're listening, um, you could potentially also have them on video. Not that I'm really showing you a lot, but if you prefer video meaning and have close captioning, that could be an option. um, If that's something that would be helpful for you or someone you know who's not able to listen directly to podcasts but needs the closed captioning. And there's just upgrades in general for how you can consume this kind of content. So that is another option. So just to recap, 
I don't think I want the podcast to go away, but it may get limited in the amount of episodes. Are you cool with that? Would you miss it? And the other option is if we do that, would you be up for a very affordable subscription to have access to more podcasts in a more private community setting? Not necessarily one. I know some podcasters use Patreon. I don't know if I'd want it to be that in-depth a community, but it's a possibility I'd be open to, or it would just be a place where you can listen on playlists. Three, would you, regardless of where we go with the podcast, would you like the option to purchase playlists on topics of a series of podcasts altogether that we've organized for you and that it's a little bit more conducive to consuming the content. There are more options for how you can consume it. These are all thoughts that I have and how this ties into today's topic is right at the start of the year, I was sharing with you, I'm shifting my educational focus and I'm more intentional about connecting with creatives. I would also love to connect more with local creatives in Los Angeles. Again, I really miss that. And I spent so much energy focused towards online business and marketing of all industries. I want to come back to that within my own industry. And so I joined a coaching group and it was so refreshing. It felt really good to be in a room of artists Uh, They all happen to be women, all business owners, all making it happen in a variety of creative industries. And our mentor is also really inspiring and it's, it feels so great. And with that said, it was in that room that this conversation came up from an artist who started a very successful stationary company. And she was the one that was saying, gosh, I would really just like to feel like an artist again. I thought, oh my gosh, so would I. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's such a simple statement and it's exactly how I feel. And I share this with you, even if you're starting your business, this is a normal part of taking creativity and wrapping a professionalism around it and choosing to make it your a source of income for you or make it your primary living like it has been for me. And within that statement, there was another conversation I had in a different coaching group. And it was all about this concept of the, you know, our best year yet, our best year ever. Uh, Let's do this, you know, and you, you know me, I'm all about ambition and crushing goals and big dreams and going for it. A hundred percent. I love that. And either the birthday, the year I've had, the uh, season of life, you know, things that are coming up now. I had this epiphany where I thought, I just really want to make more art. And as creatives, I also realized in in conversations, this is all inspired by a variety of conversations, that that's what you want too, right? And I know this because in a 45-minute burst of inspiration, I drew up an Instagram post that said, what if instead of, and I crossed out the best year yet, 
I just had more time to make my art this year. And it was, I wonder how many. Now, mind you, right? The algorithm isn't really favoring posts and blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. I've never had a post that had 323 likes. Maybe Sean and my engagement post, I'd have to go back and look. I've never had a post connected to my business that had that kind of traction. And I thought, wow, I've somehow been missing the mark. My ambition and my desire for what I would define as big dreams, right? That may be something totally different for you, but I want to go as far as I can go, uh, as big as I want to go. And for, for my personal reasons that I'm not going into here or justifying to anybody, but that drive, including uh, making money at a level that feels bigger to me with my creative business, that drive is not shared by many in the creative industry. I would just venture to guess. And we could take a lot of time to talk about why that is. That's not me judging anybody at all. I'm also an entrepreneur. I've had ideas and started businesses that weren't connected to my art. They were always connected to creativity, but I am definitely built a certain way where I love business. Now I've also grown into that person and I get really passionate because I want you to know as an artist that you can love your business as much as you love making your art. You really can. And yet that gap may seem rather big from where you stand. I feel that in my lives and my podcast, I have been communicating this level of ambition and desire and passion for you. And you may want simply to make more art, as do I, with someone, uh, as someone who has that ambition, drive, dedication, desire, dreams. You know, if I could make a movie, become a, a singer, make music, paint art, I have written a book, but I might like to craft a novel, write a screenplay, uh, have my own talk show on Netflix, interviewing fellow creatives, have uh, all of that. That's great. I would love it all. Be showing at galleries, doing large work in my beautiful new studio. I got big vision. So it's all there. All with the intention of really just encouraging you to follow your passion, do more of what you love in this life. It's super simple. It doesn't have to be in the creative field. I just think creativity is so fabulous, whether it's your profession or not. Why wouldn't we all strive to have more ownership of our own creativity and pride and and do more things that are creative of which oh I'd have my own cooking show too <laughs> like I would love to do all of those all of those and what does that come down to though it really is I'm an artist and I want to have more time to make art and it it hit home so deeply for me when I heard these conversations happening around me. And then when I realized that that's how you're feeling too, I wanted to let you know that I get it. And I wanted to let you know that my mentorship, this podcast going forward 
it still embodies all the passion, dedication, enthusiasm I have for you reaching all of your biggest dreams, highest goals. We're going to talk about it through the perspective of what matters most really. And that is making art because we don't have a business as artists without our art. And I know that honestly, you may be starting a business simply to support your art making. And that is also okay. That's great. That's a wonderful reason to start a business. And though you may have a lot of resistance to it because it feels like this trade-off, you have to tell me if I'm right about this, but in your mind, it may feel like a sacrifice you have to make to make your art. That maybe also people in your family aren't supportive of you making time to make your art unless it makes you money. I'm curious if that's how you feel. Whereas my approach to this, when you think about it, Creative Thursday was started by a small intention to be creative, more creative one day a week. It was started, this whole business was started with exactly that intention. I just want to be more creative. I'm also a human being, have to support myself. I don't have a trust fund, (laughs) probably still be making art if I did. And I needed to support myself. I wanted to be financially independent, even in a partnership. And then add in the fact that once I started going down that path, I was like, huh, I really like this entrepreneurship life, uh, even with all its ups and downs. And it's, it is very challenging. It really is. It asks a lot of you. I like it. And I realized though, that you may not like it to that same degree. You may not have that same desire or dream or ambition. And I, I want you to know I acknowledge that and forgive me if I've missed that or in any way, shape or form assumed, you know, that maybe you aren't taking it as seriously if you don't have that same level of ambition. At the end of the day, I, like I said, in its simplest terms, I want you to have more of what you love in your life, do more of what brings you joy. And if art is that pathway for you to support yourself financially, I think it's fantastic. And I'm here to tell you all the reasons why it's possible for you. And simultaneously, if you are simply wanting more time to make your art as an artist as a human being, as a business owner, as well as a creative business owner, I'm here to support you in that also. The mentorship that I am going to focus on is everything leads back to that concept. It always has. I don't know that I made that clear in the past, And I think that has to do with the fact that my entrepreneurial ambitions may be slightly different than an artist wanting to support themselves with their work. No right or wrong, just a different approach. At the end of the day, both versions of that artist, and you may be like me, very entrepreneurial in your ambition, both versions of that creative or artist, it's the same thing. We all still want time to make our art. 
What I want to help you with on the business side is not only have that time to make your art. So when you dial in your business and you dial in your plan, like we just went through the profitable artist plan, we just kicked off artful selling. So excited to work with you because I know you get this and you're, you're looking for this answer. All the work that we do in artful selling is to serve this purpose of helping you have time to make your art. It's really quite simple. And through that process of making your art, that becomes how you sell it. That becomes your marketing strategy is the process with which you make your art. And we go into depth in that within Artful Selling, but it all serves the same purpose. Because as artists, we don't want to lose connection to our art if we choose to make an income with it part-time or full-time. And if it does become our full-time living, we have to guard that creativity so that there isn't burnout. So that we, as we grow as business owners, especially if we choose to add education into the mix, which many of us do, that we still also have time to access our art. So here's where you start. And this is what I want to leave you with today. I'm going to share three tips with you. I know that was a long opening, but it was important for where I'm at, where we want to go with this podcast, how we want to continue our connection together. And so I I hope that everything I shared is is making some sense to you and you understand that I want to feel like an artist again. And it's not that I'm not fulfilled creatively through everything I do. I I love it. I just am ready to find an even better harmony between the artist in me who makes art and the artist in me who shares knowledge and communicates through a podcast or teaching, mentoring, coaching. I want to find more harmony there because when I don't, I'm not really showing up my my best for you. Um, it starts to back up on me. And I, I've known that, but I definitely noticed it when I came back. That's why that particular review that Molly shared is really meaningful for me in that I came back to my art, which by the way, on a side note, I meant to mention this at the opening, I'm releasing new a new series of rabbits. If you're getting my email, it may be something to the effect of don't open if you don't like if you don't like rabbits, don't open this email. But if you do, you're going to want to open this email. I have a series of year of the rabbits that I've painted and it's inspired me to share this episode with you because and I made a couple of notes here. Coming from this place of wanting to have more time for my art this year, that's, it doesn't have to be my best year yet. I know it will be a good one. I just, I just want more time to make my art. That's honestly what is feeling the most important to me. And so from that perspective, from the year of the rabbit (laughs) that became inspired and spontaneous, but I can squeeze it in because I have a plan. And so I knew I could agree to make, I think I said five, I think I've made close to three so far, original 
I'm calling them. They are daily paintings. They're smaller in size. And I wanted to make five of them before the end of this month. And this podcast, I believe, is going up on February 2nd. And so we've got a couple more to go. Here's what it's inspired. The first step is simply to have awareness, to acknowledge without judgment that you're not prioritizing your art or you've just gotten out of the habit of making art consistently. And for me, that is true. That has to do with purely a practical time side of the equation and a choice as I shared to put my business focus on another area. Well, to put my focus on another area of my business. Also, when you evolve as an artist and you're willing to let go of what you used to do, that's scary as all get out. I don't think enough artists talk about that, especially if that's where you made your sales because you don't have the new collectors yet when you transition into other art styles. You don't have them yet. They were following you for one style. So in essence, some people will come with you, yes, but you depending on how much you veer from your prior style, you may be building from the start again. You may be building from not totally the beginning. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, anyway, that fear and that resistance has been real for me. And so I've been able to excuse putting more of my art out there for the business, but that's that's not really true. You've got to be honest with yourself and say, you're just scared (laughs) to evolve. And I am, I am. What if you don't like where I'm going? As then I always come back to what I teach. Well, as long as I like where I'm going, it will find its way. But what that timeline is, I don't know. And that's all uncertain, right? And that can feel scary but I'm not hard on myself for that. Why would I be? I've, I'm really proud of what I've accomplished. What I'm doing is this step one of just acknowledging, having awareness around, hey, you're out of the habit. If you want to bring it back, this is number two. You just got to commit to it. Just like you did in the beginning, just like you did. You know, consistency is not a challenge for me. I have over. Um, 17 years now online of consistency. Uh, I can prove it to you. However, committing to a daily art practice, I have not been doing. And it feels awkward to me because it's like I've fallen out of the habit of it. It's like when you stop working out and then you want to come back to it, you really don't feel like it because you're rusty and You know, sometimes I wonder, do I have more in me to share in terms of my art? Have I reached my (laughs) maximum capacity of creative inspiration and skill level? You have all these conversations that happen in your head. Now I want it to look a certain way and it's not quite there, right? I think we've all heard Ira Glass's uh, statement around when you're making art for the first time and you're developing the skill and you see it a certain way, but what you're making looks nothing like it. And it simply takes practice 
else to get it to look like that. That's where I'm at in areas of my art creation process. And that can make you want to shut down. So number one, acknowledge that you're out of the habit of making it. Have awareness. Don't be hard on yourself. Number two, commit to a certain number of days. This is where I jumpstart myself by saying, I'm going to make a series of five paintings and I'm telling you it's releasing today. So it is on my website, all of them together. I released one early, but the rest are are going to be on the website today at creativethursday.com. And uh, the other paintings that were there, if if... When paintings sell, of course, they're gone. If they haven't sold, they're not going to stay on the website. So I'm going to give you the collectors, the collector list. I'm going to give you a heads up when I release paintings that they will either be sold or they will be uh, taken down by a certain date. I'm not putting work up and leaving it there. Um, whether it's sold or not, it's going to be a limited time. And some of this is due to the fact that I want to stay consistent with my art making and have new work ready. And so we're going to move quickly in this process because it helps me to commit to these kinds of releases. I don't know that I can always release a painting a day like I used to. If I do that, I'll give you a heads up so you can join that particular email list. But I can make a series and release them and let you know and then give you a heads up if there are any from the prior series and take those down. And if you say, well, will they be available again? I don't know. I don't know. They may stay in my private collection. Um, and they may come back at some point, but I, I really don't know. They're just not staying up on the website past a certain point. So know that if you are listening as an art collector, will they be prints? I also don't know that I have not brought prints back yet, but if you have requests or you're looking for something, please don't ever hesitate to reach out. We're reinventing in all the areas within this art side of my business, And number three, make yourself sit down and make the art, even if you don't feel like it. I know that we're in a time where it's very Joseph Campbell, right? Follow your bliss. And there is something to be said for when you sit down and you make something in the flow. A lot of times the reason there's a podcast is because I made myself stay accountable to my promise to you to have an episode up. So I'm not always feeling like it and I still show up and I don't ever release something that I'm not proud of or that I I don't feel good about. I'm not going to do that. But as soon as I sit down, I turn on the microphone, I get into the zone. That's where the inspiration comes. A lot of inspiration came on this episode that I wasn't anticipating. And that is how my creative process works. And I'm grateful for that. But I have to sit down and invite it in. Sometimes it comes, it started to come when I made notes about what I wanted to share with you under this topic. And then there was a lot I wanted to just have a conversation with you about when I was looking at Molly's review, heading into my birthday and entering this new chapter of living. I thought, 
I've just been thinking a lot about this. And so it becomes this inspired offering. Yes, this particular episode is a very stream of consciousness episode. And I'm hoping to also leave you with some practical tips as well. The third, again, being you got to just sit down, put your butt in the seat and do it. Meaning that there's a lot of conversation around, I just don't feel like it. So don't make yourself, don't force yourself. Yes, there is a sweet spot. We don't want to be so hard on ourselves that we're shutting down our creativity, but nothing great ever happens because if someone didn't feel like it, they didn't do it. Great things happen because typically someone pushes them to that, they push themselves to that next level. I really don't know it any other way. And there's plenty of flow in between. It's flow that gets you into the mode and the inspiration, and then you have bursts of inspiration. But there are days, no matter what your creative pursuit, there are days in life where you're just gonna slog through what you're doing. And sometimes you're gonna slog through that feeling of like, I don't feel the creativity, I don't feel like it. And yesterday was one of those days for me with this painting, and I thought, you're just gonna sit down and do it and see what happens. And it was one of my favorite daily paintings so far. And I thought, wow, what a good reminder. What a good reminder. I didn't even want to sit down to do this. I say I want to make art. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I have other things that are a priority. And sure enough, I was like, no, on behalf of what I want to share, I am doing this. It's an experiment. I love to figure things out and share it with you. You've just got to do it. You say you want to do this. You say you want time for your art, then make it, do it. And if it feels awkward and and rusty and you think you're going to create crap, it doesn't matter. Do it anyway. Tell that side of yourself to be quiet. Set it in a chair somewhere else in your studio and get on with the practice of making art. You know, if we... We can all be swept away in our business. That is the truth of it. That is the reality. If you choose to make your art your business, your business is going to take a priority in many areas, but it will be up to you to find the joy in the process of building that business. And trust me, it is there. And then it will be up to you to protect the energy of your creativity and that art. And you will you will move forward as an artist and always make time for your art as best you can. Will it be perfect? No. Will it always be in harmony? No. But these intentions count. They matter. But none of it happens without making art. So it isn't just giving lip service to having more time this year for your art. It's like your best year yet doesn't happen in your art business without actually doing that. So it's kind of a win-win, right? Not only is it giving you what you want, but that's where you have the most potential to really grow a business is when you're making art consistently. And then I would add to that sharing it consistently, which if you were on Instagram, I'm about to post some reels. You can go back and see some of the process videos of these rabbits that are coming to creativethursday.com near you. Any moment, email, friend, you will know first. And that's what I have for you today. So I'm going to let this percolate and 
we're going to, you and me, we're going to think about where we want this podcast to go. And I really welcome your insight, would love to hear from you. And I understand your desire to feel like an artist again. I understand that when we grow a business that sometimes it can feel like that is getting uh, silenced or diminished the creative spirit. There's a large learning curve here and it can take a lot of energy and courage and patience. And it's worth it though. It's really worth it if this is what you want. And you, you always get to change your mind along the way. Remember that, right? But if you want to make art, just do it. Okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again. I'm giving Molly Ovenden a shout out for her lovely review. And keep me posted on what you are wanting to learn most this year how I can best support you, how, what I have to offer, um, how it can best contribute to your days. And I am certainly looking forward to all kinds of things, including a birthday <laughs> in a couple of days. So I'll keep you posted. And I'm excited for what I have yet to achieve with what I now know. How cool is that? It's very, very exciting. So I will feel like an artist again. I already do. And I thank you for all your support and for listening to the podcast. And until next time, happy creating. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.